to Interviews. Hi, I'm your host, Sophia Negron, a former professional dancer turned professional photographer. Here's where I interview former professional artists that have moved on to a new career and learn about their stories of discovery, transition, passion, and resilience. My hope is that you will feel inspired to embrace your creativity, see the value in it, and let it color the rest of your endeavors. So, what will be your act two? Hi, I am Sophia Negron, and today I am here with Paige Wilhide. She is a former actress and owner of Page Media, which is a video confidence coaching and marketing company in LA. So thank you for coming on and chatting with us today. Yeah, well, you know, the beautiful LA sunshine is um, not out today. So I'm inside and it's okay. Good, good. Well, I'm glad you're inside. Talking to me and us. Talking to you, which is so much better than being at the beach right now. Right. Exactly. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm I'm so glad you could come. I mean, I always love what you do, so I figure everybody else needs to hear about you too. <laughs> so what do you want to know? Exactly. So I know that you were an actress, and I know you still do a little bit of acting here, here and there, and a bunch of improv. But um, how did you even get into acting? Have you been doing it forever? Like what? Forever, forever. <laughs> I used to wake up um, in my crib singing instead of crying. Like my mom used to tell me that she would, you know, know I was awake because she would hear me singing like da la da in my crib. So. I've always been a performer. Like it's just in my blood. Um, it's in my heart and soul. And I did theater. Like anytime it was an option for an extracurricular, I would do it from like elementary school through summer camps, through high school, college. I didn't study theater. Um, that's a whole other thing. Like, yeah. you know, it was, I kind of chose to major in communication instead of theater because I thought it would, you know, be, smarter for my career trajectory at the end after I graduated. Um, And so, yeah, I've just always been interested in love, love being on stage and love being a performer. Wow. And you came to New York and studied at the T. Schreiber Conservatory and did a bunch Mm -hmm. of improv. So how did you get into doing page media and doing video marketing and all this yeah stuff. well I studied I did um T Schreiber so I moved to New York and I studied right away at T Schreiber I did their conservatory um and then I got into improv at UCB Upright Citizens Brigade in New York and fell in love with improv comedy like I'd always been a very dramatic actress and very uh-huh. interested in like, the drama but um there was something about improv comedy that just like hit hit something in me that I didn't even know existed and um as I got deeper into improv and being on all of these like indie teams and performing all the time I quickly realized that it does not pay the bills and it's very 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 nearly impossible to get improv to pay the bills right um and the bills so 
I, um, on the side, started doing uh, copywriting and marketing and videos for businesses, just as like a side hustle to fund mm-hmm. this passion that I had, right? Um, and then somewhere along the line, there, there was, I don't think it was like a one moment, but it was just gradually the video stuff started taking over and I started investing more of my time into doing the video. Um, and then the, the improv and acting became more of like a side thing for me. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I, that's when I met you was when you were doing page media as like creating videos for businesses and like really being in your business, doing the actual production of things. How Mm -hmm. did you, so, you know, you've, you've had this acting thing and now you've transitioned into the video, but now you've transitioned into something else with page media, which I feel like marries both together. It does. It brings everything together. So it's sort of been like, um, I'm a storyteller at heart, right? Like that's why, that's what I really love about being on stage is being able to tell people's stories Mm -hmm. um, and then inspire other people through my, you know, my vehicle, which is my voice and body. Um, And so when I was doing page media, I was incorporating that storytelling stuff into it and I was helping other people tell their stories, but there was still like this kind of itch that I couldn't scratch with, being visible, right? And like being on stage and performing. And um, now what I do is I am a visibility coach and I'm helping helping specifically women, but I help people all across the board who are wanting to be more visible in their business. And uh, one of the ways that I do that is through uh, improv classes. I've been teaching some virtual improv classes during this whole, you know, transition that we're all coming, you know, sitting at our computers a lot more. And I've been teaching some virtual improv classes for um, people who are in my world. I have online courses. So I bring those students into my improv classes. And it's just been incredible. It's been a, a great way for me to like, you know, teach what I know from the acting world uh, and incorporate it into video because all of these people want to be more confident on camera and want to be doing more video for their business, but they have that kind of fear yeah. that keeps them from doing it. Okay. Yeah. And, and are you still producing videos for people or is it just really just taking, you know, teaching other people how to be visible and tell their yeah. story? It's, um, I'm trying to remember the last piece of content I produced for somebody else. I've been producing my own content, um, a lot and I've been getting into screenwriting during this. So I'm really interested in that. Um, so I've definitely been, I've pushed pause on directing and producing, um, for now. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that if a really exciting project comes my way and I'm so, thrilled to be able to bring it to life that I won't. Um, but for now, it's like the thing that really lights me up is the, is teaching improv and helping people be more visible in their businesses. That's great. That's great. Mm -hmm. And was there, I mean, you did say that the point kind of transitioning to do more of the page media stuff was realizing that 
you know, you can't improv and pay the bills at the yeah, same time. Which is so funny because now, like, I'm making money teaching improv, you know? <laughs> like, I'm, it's just I, everything comes full circle. And I really believe that, like, when you're truly aligned with what you're doing, that the money just meets you there. Right. You know, it comes and, um, and you just, you have to be in a place where you're willing to receive it. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you, you know, you loved theater and you were grappling when you were going to college. Was there anybody else that was kind of like, uh, Paige, you should really study something more practical or was it really like, like, what was that about? Or what, what did you feel when you were trying to decide like what that major was going to be and what you were going to study? Um, that's a great question. I think it was partially, I mean, it was mostly me. Like it was mostly my, my own fears of like not being able to get a job after this. Yeah. Granted, I graduated in 2008. So we're like <laughs> in the middle of a recession, you know, and I'm, I, it just like, oh, I'm, yeah, it was kind of, it made sense for me to choose communication. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's funny because I, my parents were so on board for me, like pursuing acting and pursuing theater. They're like, we believe in you so much. If you want to do this, do it. Uh -huh. um, we're on board for me moving to New York. Like they've always been my biggest cheerleaders. That's great. And um, yeah. And so it wasn't, it wasn't anything like messages that I got from them. It was really just my own fears holding me back from really pursuing theater and believing that I could make a career out of it, yeah. you know? Yeah. So do you, with your current um, career, how much do you think your acting has plays a role in, in your success? And how much do you think that marketing degree helps? <laughs> Interesting question. Um, well, you know, I, I don't know. I was not a big fan of college. Like I almost dropped out and traveled the world. Yeah. I was very close. That was the one thing my parents were not supportive of. They were like, you drop out, you're going to have to go back and pay for the rest of your college career, like your college. Yeah. yeah we're not yeah. going to pay for it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe I should just stay in and get this degree. And I was so close to graduating. I just like really didn't want to be there. Right. Um, and I saw so, so much, like I had a lot of friends who were older and had already graduated and I saw what they were doing and I was just excited to like get out into the real world. Yeah. Um, so I graduated. So yeah, I got that, that communication degree. I, I don't know. I really have no idea like how much of that degree I'm like implementing in my day-to-day -day life. Um, acting every single day. <laughs> every single day I you know it's it's really an improv too right it's really about like um getting out of your head and into your body and listening to um to like the truth that your body is telling you and being present in the moment like I can't tell you how many sales calls I've you know I've been like okay let's let's get present to like what is the real thing that's happening and how can we come together and create a solution for the problem you're having. Like that is a sales call, Yeah, you know, and that is improv. Yeah. <laughs> All of the above. And, um, you know, themes like making your partner look like, look like a brilliant hero, right? Making them look like the star and making them feel like a million bucks. That is 
every single time you get on an improv stage, it's about making the other person look like a genius. Yeah. And you do that in business all the time, right? When you're networking, when you're communicating with people, um, when you're focusing on your videos and like, how do you make your audience feel like a genius and feel so empowered and, and inspired around you? So mm-hmm. it's like all I could go, I could go on and on and on for hours about how I incorporate improv into my business every day. Communication? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not so much. (laughs) Well, what's the golden rule of improv? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. I didn't even get to that one. Exactly. Yes. And, and it's just like, you know, you, you have to say yes to things, to opportunities and be a contribution, right? So you're saying yes, and then you're, you're contributing to it in some way to build it and make it your own. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love that. I love that. And And entrepreneurs do that all the time. We do that every single day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You have to, because if you don't, then you're just doing nothing. (laughs) Yeah, then you're they're stuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So how do you? You're super fired up about the improv, and your clients are coming to you. What do you think um, are some of their biggest struggles? Yeah. So when when clients come to me, a lot of like what they say is their biggest struggle is very different from what actually is their biggest struggle. Mm. So um, what they'll tell me is I you know, I want to build my YouTube channel. I'm, I'm stuck. Like I don't really have a lot of subscribers. I want to grow my YouTube channel or I, um, I am, I'm afraid of doing video. Like, I don't even know the first thing about like getting on camera or turning on the camera. Like I'm kind of scared of it. Uh, so there's like, you know, lots of different things, but the actual thing that I find that a lot of people struggle with is what I call the visibility wound. And it's, it's, uh, it's this thing where we feel unsafe to be seen mm. in some way. So it's like, wh- where in your life have you said something, spoken up, stood up, stood, stood on stage, been in the spotlight, and you've been taken down a notch, or you've been told to shut up, or you've been told you're not good enough, right? And so that story stays with us throughout our lives until we can dismantle it. We can hear it very clearly and be like, oh, that story has been running my entire business and then dismantle it and say, okay, now we can move forward and we can get you, you know, thousands and thousands of subscribers that you want to get on your YouTube channel. Wow. Okay. So now you're also a therapist. <laughs> we're healing. We're healing the visibility wound. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do co- like coaching is, you know, that's what it's all about is like getting to the deeper thing about what is what is really going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. Huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as as artists and creatives, I mean, I feel like we deal with that because we are super visible, especially as performing artists. We're super visible, but at the same time, so much of our training and like feedback, I feel like, I mean, I'm sure that you dealt with it, but it's like, you're not good enough or that wasn't good enough or, you know, you're never going to make it or you're, you know, like there's always something there. But, yeah. but as artists, we're like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Next, next. <laughs> like we constantly show up 
And I think that's a skill that a lot of people don't get to exercise, you know, so I think you're really pulling that out of them. Totally. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's silent. It's like white noise, right? Like it's just always there. We don't hear it until we hear it. Yeah. And then it's loud and clear and it is annoying AF until you feel whatever that is, right? Right. Or quiet that voice. So yeah, I mean, as performers, you're kind of conditioned to hear those things and then keep going, right? So you build that thick skin as you go along. Like you go on auditions, nope, not, we're not, you know, you're not right for this part. You're the the wrong look, whatever. And you're like, okay, well, I I have two choices here. I can quit this career and go in a different direction, or I can just take that and keep going and forget about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think with, with business and running your own business, you run into that, like, maybe you're not right for this person or that person, and you have mm-hmm. to figure out, okay, well, do I quit or do I transition? I mean, I know a friend of mine is a performer, and, like, now that she's older, she's kind of, she said to me one day, she's like, you know, I'm going back and auditioning, and I'm just going in there, and I'm going to show them what I can do, and if I can't solve their problem, then that's fine. I'll go solve someone else's problem. And, you know, as performers, it takes you a long time to kind of realize that, I think. But, I mean, you do that in business. You you know, and you probably tell your clients that all the time. Totally. I mean, it really, it it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything if if somebody says, we're going to go in a different direction, right? It just means they're going to go in a different direction. It doesn't mean that you're bad, that you're ter- that you're never going to amount to anything, that right. you're not going to make money doing this, whatever. Like, you know, we can take it so personally. And it's really great to have someone in your corner to be like, it does, like that doesn't mean anything about you. It's just they made a different decision. You know, they went in a different direction. Now you go in a different direction and you'll find something better on the yeah. other end of it. Yeah. And you were telling me about some clients that just like, they worked with you and then they did a few videos and everything just kind of changed and blew up and like yeah, talk about I mean, that. Things shift so much um, with my clients because we start with what that, that, that visibility wound, right? And it's like, we start with getting clear on what that is so that there's nothing stopping them once we start working together and they're like, oh, I'm making, you know, I had a client go from making zero videos when we started working together. She was not doing any video, didn't even know how to do video. Yeah. And then she's doing four videos a week and she's putting them out and doing a webinar a week. And like, it's just, it's really, really incredible. And then people who um, shift the way they show up on camera too, which mm-hmm. is a whole other part of it, right? Because like um, we talk about camera confidence and that's, that's what I market myself as, right? As a camera confidence coach. Uh, but it's it's like, how are you showing up? How are you um, offering your services? Like if it's, if it's like grimy and slimy and inauthentic, it doesn't feel good and people are not gonna be attracted to that. Right. But if you are really like stepping into your authentic self and, and being full on like power version of yourself, you're just going to magnetize the people to you. And so I have clients who are like, I've been doing video and I don't do sales calls anymore. I just 
you know, I hop on a phone with someone and they're like, you're famous to me. I want to hire you. How can I work with you? Cause I see all your videos. Like I got on a sales call with someone the other day and he's like, he's like, Paige, I feel like I'm on, I feel like I'm on a call with a celebrity. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's, that's what I do. Like, that's the point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your enthusiasm for what you do and like just being on camera is so palpable that everybody else is like, I want to be with you. I want to like do what you're doing. I mean, I'm sitting here like, I want to look as cool as Paige on video. <laughs> and everybody can, right? It's like, step, you got to step into like, what is the, the version of you right. that attracts people. Right. Yeah. And so a lot of times it's, it can be hard when you're following all of these influencers and you're like, I want to do what she's doing and what she's doing and what she's doing, but it might not be authentic to who you are as a creator. Right. And like my video personality is not the same as your video personality, but you're going to attract the people that you want to attract when you are shining your brightest light, whatever that looks like. Right. Not trying to shine my light, you know, <laughs> which is good. And I mean, that's a huge lesson from, from theater is like, you have to, embody that yeah. character you can't walk out on stage pretending to be De Niro being that character <laughs> exactly. exactly it's like you have to you have to create your own version of it mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's a good point I like that I might <laughs> that in my marketing <laughs> I tried you know yes. <laughs> <laughs> so good so what would you say to like actors and, and people, especially now when people are trying to kind of transition and pivot, but just actors in general, I mean, or artists in general, we, we think we're so stuck on like doing this thing that lights us up that mm -hmm. when we have to kind of decide what else to do, it's kind of, you know, we're not always sure. So what, do you have any advice for those people that are thinking about transitioning or, you know, adding something else? Yeah. I mean, I, I just put out a video about staying creative in quarantine and how like, we're all kind of going through this process very differently and everybody's way is okay. Like everybody yeah. has a different process. So the first thing is like, don't feel pressured to have to create something right now mm -hmm. and have to like put something out there. But if you are feeling inspired and you do want to, you know, explore what else is out there and what's possible, just, I mean, there's lots of different things you can do. So um, one of them is I do daily writing. Like mm -hmm. I've, I've been, you know, working on the artist's way for the third time in my life. And um, Julia Cameron is just, I love her. She's a goddess. And so I've been doing daily journaling just to like, you know, um, just get through that mind clutter that, uh -huh. that builds up. Um, and the other one is to connect with creative people who inspire you. There's always, this is like another lesson from improv, but what we can create together is so much grander and bigger than what we can create on our own. Right. And so when you collaborate with somebody who inspires you, like reach out to someone who's who is a you know amazing comedian or an amazing writer and be like hey you you really inspire me can we can we talk about doing something together like whatever you know yeah. it doesn't yeah. have, to, have to like you don't get attached to an outcome don't get attached to it looking a certain way just take that one step 
that one little step. And then the other thing is like mix up your routine a little bit. Like um, if you're always taking a shower, maybe take a really nice, like luxurious bubble bath with some rose petals, right? Ooh. And just, yeah, exactly. Doesn't that sound amazing? Like just, it does. <laughs> do to really like mix up your routine. I went to a different grocery store than I normally do the other day. And it was like magical. It was like a magical land, you know, <laughs> in a grocery store. I went to the hardware store the other day. I never go to hardware stores, but it's open. So I went to the <laughs> hardware store and I was just like, oh my God, paint swatches are beautiful. Like, you know, just, you get really inspired by mixing things up a little bit. And yeah. It, it kind of, um, it tripwires your brain because if our brains are in the same routine over and over, it's like a broken record. Right. So if you can just like scratch that record by going to the hardware store or taking a bath, then you like, you know, you mix it up and your brain's like, oh, okay, I'm allowed to think differently now. And, and that's when creativity starts to flourish. Right. That's great. I like that because, I mean, I know when I was, dancing and transitioning to something else it was like this long arduous thing of like you know what is next what do I want to do and like checking things out and trying things out and finally making that decision to say okay you know what this is what I like I'm going to do this and mm -hmm. then you know when I actually when I went back to school I was a theater and kinesiology major and <laughs> And I was wow. like, <laughs> and, and that first year I was like, you know, I don't love these enough. And someone said, what about a camera and photography? And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, that's like been on my artist way list <laughs> of things uh, I like to do. <laughs> and I just started doing it. And it was suddenly like, I remember being in that dark room going, oh my God, I think I just found out what I'm going to do for like next, you know, and it wasn't anything I ever thought was going to be what I was going to do. You know, I thought, right. so. Yeah. I, I mean, I think like waiting around for inspiration to hit us is a little bit too passive, right? Yeah. Like you just got to try things and put yourself out there and take a little bit of action. Like you don't know what could inspire you when you go to a different grocery store. Maybe, you know, maybe you'll see you want to get into like food branding or something. Um, so yeah, it's just like, it's, it's really motivating yourself just to take one little step a little bit in a different direction than you normally would. Wow. And you never know. Yeah. You might discover photography. <laughs> That's or, or confidence coaching. Hello. <laughs> I mean, did you set out going, you know what, I'm going to be a confidence coach? Like, no, I didn't, even know it, I didn't even know it existed. And I think a lot of people don't know it exists, right? Until, until you need it, until my clients came to me and they were like, you know, I was directing videos with real people in them, yeah. real entrepreneurs. And it was, it was a struggle for a lot of, a lot of my clients to like be on camera. And so I had to just kind of by accident, by default, develop the skills to direct people to feel more comfortable on camera. Yeah. That's great. That's great. And I'm, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, just listening to you and like, I, I see your Instagram posts and sometimes I get to actually watch some of the YouTube stuff and I'm always like, that is so good. That's such a good tip. 
That means so much to me. It really does. Like, I cannot hear that enough. Like, it's, you know, I put out stuff and I never know. You never know, right? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That means a lot. So what do you think, um, I don't know if you ever hear this, but a lot of my friends that are still performing, they're always like, well, I don't have any skills. I don't know what to, what else to do. Like, and I'm like, you do have skills. You do, you do. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has skills. Yeah. Everybody has sellable skills, skills yeah. that can make them money. Um, it's just a mindset thing. It's just like t- figuring out like how believing in yourself and believing that the value that you offer is worth money and is worth people paying for, paying yeah. you for it. Yeah, yeah. And I know you talked a lot about how your improv transfers into business I mean do you are there any other skills that you got from acting and being in the theater that you think help your business or or give you marketable skills that maybe the other people that are actors go oh yeah that helps with that yeah I will being on camera is definitely one because like everybody needs to show up um Speakers, like working with speakers, the speaking industry is huge. Like it is massive and it's very lucrative. Um, So a lot of professional speakers want these skills. They want to get on stage and have the skill that the skills that actors have that they when they step onto a stage and command a room. Mm -hmm. Um, That's like, you know, that would be an industry to explore as well. Any place where people need to you know, um, use their bodies and voices to express themselves. There's so like, there's, you know, it's just about being creative and seeing what you, what is it that you like? I mean, first and foremost, it's like, what is it that lights you up? How do you want to feel making money? Like when you make (laughs) money from doing something that you love, how do you want it to feel? Yeah. And start from there. Like that's what, you know, have that core desired feeling and then try something. If it doesn't feel that way, try something else. If it doesn't feel that way, try something else until it feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, every time I talk to, you know, another creative and, you know, when, when I'm talking on these podcasts, I think that's one of the underlying themes is like, do something. If it doesn't feel good, try something else. Like whether it's, you know, dancing, okay, that pirouette didn't work, shift your weight a little to the right. Or, you know, in improv, you're, you know, you say yes and, and the other person like maybe doesn't do a yes and, so you just have to kind of, you know, pull them out of that. Or, you know, in business, you know, you're like, okay, I I gave this message and I didn't get anybody, so I'm going to chant, you know, transition it or do it a little bit differently the next time. And there's no such thing as wasted time or regrets because every single thing you try is information and you're learning. And I tell, you know, I tell my clients, do a hundred bad videos, Mm. do, do a hundred bad videos and then you'll do a good video. You know, obviously like within that, you're going to, you know, start to make better and better videos as you go along, but just like fail a bunch of times. Cause that's how you learn to succeed. Yeah. That's great. I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I like that. That'll be like the, the little quote from the day. <laughs> 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 so, 
So, so now that you know you've shared all this stuff, what what is your uh, thing that like you as Page me will hide, not page media. What is it that you really want to be doing? Like, what's your burning desire? Do you have one? Something? Um, <laughs> my burning desire. I feel like I'm doing it. Like, it's so, you know, what I would really, really love to do. And I had, I was, you know, I had this on the calendar for this year and, you know, things happened. But I would love to run a retreat. Oh. And, have like a badass kind of a summer camp vibe retreat where people are creating their own content you know yeah. it's like yeah like a visibility content creation retreat with I have this whole like idea of doing a screening party at the end with in like a movie theater and we all watch what we've created with That's popcorn awesome. and celebrations so I'm sort of creating a version of that in my group program where we're going to have like screening parties and celebrations. Uh -huh. um, but obviously it's not in like the in-person retreat form that I want it to be. Right, right. Which yeah. will be so much more bittersweet when all of this stuff, you know, yeah. subsides and hopefully, you know, people can come out and be safe. There's probably going to be lots of hugging and summer camping going on. <laughs> All the things. I just, I just want to like hug people. Me too. I just want to kiss people. <laughs> so, something I've been trying to ask everybody: What is one thing that we don't know about you um, that you could share? <laughs> one thing you don't know about me that I could share. I feel like I wrote it down, but I don't remember what. <laughs> Yeah, well, you did write it down, and it has something to do with your real name. Oh, <laughs> right. Wait, did you? Okay, I don't know if you knew about that about me. Um, so my real, my first name is not Paige. <laughs> Brittany, and I tell people that, and they're like, "You're." So I get so many reactions. It's like you're so not a Brittany, and I'm like. Okay, I don't know what that means, but thank you. Um, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so my first name is actually Brittany. And um, when I first started my business, I was like doing copywriting and I thought it would be so professional to go by my first name. So I was Brittany Page Copy was like my very, very first business. And um, and it was really confusing to people because my, my all my Facebook and social media was Page, but like Brittany Page Copy, so people didn't, didn't know whether to call me Brittany or Paige. And I'm like, I'm just going to go by Paige from now on. So, yeah. So, so was Paige just like, how did it, how did you end up being called my, Paige all the time? My parents just like, since the day I was born, called me Paige. They wanted me to be Paige. Um, they just didn't like it the way it sounded as a first name. Okay. So, yeah, they didn't like, like, Paige Brittany or anything like that. So they were just like, let's switch it. And... <laughs> You know, good like, your life. <laughs> so it has caused me like a little bit of problems over the years, but nothing crazy. When I first moved to Japan, I like, cause you have to sign up, register with the name that's on your passport. So I signed up for the program as Brittany Page um, and wrote Brittany Page Wilhide. 
And um, my teachers all called me Buritani Uido Heidel. And I was like, it was just like too long. I'm like, just call me Paige. Like, Paige is like easy for you guys to pronounce. It'll be great. So um, rather than Buritani Uido Heidel, I love saying Then they call me Paige san. And I was like, that's much better. Paige san. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> So you're, if you were an anime, you would be Pageson. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's my uh, alter ego. Right. Right. Pageson. Yep. Well, that's funny because my middle name is Rebecca, and when I was little, I went through a period where I told everyone my name was Rebecca. Why? I don't know. Yeah. You know, I think kids do that. It's just like I'm going to try someone new on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So cool. You know. But I like Sophia. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, this is so great to chat with you and learn more about who you are and what you do and like how everything you do gets colored into this page media, which is totally you. I mean, you are page media. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's branding, right? You just got to embody who you are yes. as a person. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So thank you. This was right. so fun. Good. I loved it. Good. Good. I'm so glad. Yeah. All right. So have a great day. Hopefully, maybe the sun will come out and you'll get to go to the beach. I hope so. If not, you'll be like the rest of us over here on the East Coast that are not at the beach. <laughs> I know. I can I can live like you guys for a day. I think yeah. I think I can yeah. handle it. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> Why not? All right. Have a great day and thank you so much. You too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Act Two Interviews. I will provide links and a transcript of today's interview in the show notes. Next week on Act Two Interviews, I will be interviewing Anne Ruthman, a former musician and photographer turned Reiki master practitioner and creative business consultant. You'll learn how her creative skills have carried her through every iteration of her working life. Thank you for listening to Act Two Interviews. I'm your host, Sophia Negrone. Please make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and share with all your friends. Have a great day.